A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Project Loving Myself Podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. <laughs> God saw me calling. That's the first time Alex Kelly is calling. Can you talk to him? We have to we have to get that guy. That guy's on the other side already. <laughs> he's, he's going to the to the to, to the other side already. He's calling. Please take care of him. That's a first-time customer. I have a I have a joke that God will take care of you more if you're the first-time caller or you don't call often. <laughs> You are listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. everyone and welcome back to a new episode of the Project Loving Myself podcast with me Sanaya your host on this journey of well-being and self-discovery. Now well-being expert Deepak Chopra said that the healthiest response to life is laughter and studies have shown that laughter can have healing properties. In particular, laughter is contagious. It reduces the stress response through the release of endorphins. It boosts immunity by releasing a special kind of white blood cell. It increases resilience when one can laugh at their own mistakes. It combats depression by shifting perspectives and releasing hormones. And finally, it relieves pain by creating a diversion or acting as a coping mechanism. There's a lot to gain from laughter, and not to mention, it's so much fun. So on this episode, let's explore if laughter is in fact the best medicine. And who better to talk to about that than someone who makes everyone else laugh and he has experience with his own mental health challenges as well. Our guest today is Alex Calieja, stand-up comedian, host, movie, TV and radio personality and writer. But above all, he's a fellow podcaster of his own show Punchline. I can't wait to get this conversation started with Alex. Welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me here, Sanaya. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Alex. So I'm really looking forward to this episode because I'm not sure if you're going to make me laugh or I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> no, I was listening to your introduction. It's kind of like uh, the voice I I listen to when I want to fall asleep <laughs> when I, during my anxiety and depressions days um there's some meditation program that i listen to so that i can sleep yeah. and uh, you mentioned already that i experience uh, depression and anxiety it was, it's true so 
which is ironic because I'm a stand-up comedian. But basically, a lot of stand-up comedians are are suffering from mental illness because um, our minds are open to a lot of situations and we we expose ourselves to different situations so that we can create comedies or jokes out of those sad or tragic situations. So, And you know, Alex, that's really where I want to start. Because uh-huh. for me, you know, being funny and being happy are not quite the same thing. Right? No. So <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? Let's start with that. Like, Funny laughing versus happiness. Like, does that mean if you're able to laugh at things that you're always happy? No, no, no. Being a stand-up comedian, I, 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 I can create jokes. I can, I can create like materials for my comedy that will make people happy. But um, it's not going to help myself, no, to to be really happy. So if I make people happy, and that's that's the that's the the ironic part of it because after my set. When I go back to my own little shell, my own home, I battle with my own, I know, my own, my own problems and demons, and um, I have to watch other comedians to make me laugh. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I have to watch comedies, and um, I need a diversion, which is some people are saying, "Why don't you make yourself laugh?" No, it's it's hard. It's like it's like tickling yourself. You cannot tickle yourself. Right. You need other person to tickle you. So it's the same thing with stand-up comedians. Um, we need other stand-up comedians or other other comedians to make us laugh. But they're not always going to be there. I always believe that at the end of the day, even with the help of a lot of people, it's going to be you when you're about to sleep. When you close your eyes, it's only you. It's only you. So you can get help from a lot of people, but it's it's only you also at the end of the day. So it's really yeah. like you have to deal with what's going on with you at the end of the day. Yeah. And and as much as you are helping other people by making them laugh, helping uh, them feel better, correct, at the end of correct. the day, you have to pay attention to yourself and take care of yourself. That's that's correct. So a little bit background by my anxiety and depression. It started around 2003 when mental health was not yet, you know, popular or accepted here in the Philippines. In America or other countries, they call it shrink. It's a it's a lifestyle when you go to your shrink. Now I'm mm-hmm. gonna go to my psychiatrist or shrink in America, and it's okay. Here in the Philippines, if you have a mental health, it's either one, you're crazy; second, they don't understand about it; and third, you're just making it up. So luckily, 2003, I was I, I'm a stand up. I'm not just stand up comedian. I was working with an IT. I was working as a um, a professor. Uh, a computer science professor in one of the schools here in, in the Philippines, when I experienced it, it was really a uh, a strange thing for me to feel. Luckily, I was like humble or like open-minded enough to say that there's something wrong with me. That's why I... I, I it started with, with, uh, with the, the symptoms of um, I can't sleep. I can't sleep even if I, 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 I close my eyes at 10, a, 10 p.m., I was sleeping under an air-conditioned room, soft bed. I'm I'm living in with my wife. I'm li- I'm already married with uh with one kid, and um I live in a village. I used to I used to be like poor, so it was like an upgrade. When I was poor, I can sleep soundly, and I'm I'm sleeping in, in uncomfortable places like balcony or without beds floors but I, can, I was able to sleep it was ironic i was already living in a village air conditioned soft bed i can sleep i can't sleep 10 p.m it's already 4 a.m 
I'm still awake. And it was the first time ex- I'm experiencing it. It went for two weeks until one night I wasn't able to sleep completely. It was already 6 a.m. And I was about to go to the office. I was about to go to school without sleep. So the problem with having a hard time sleeping is 10 p.m. You're, you're okay. Okay, it's okay. One, 11 p.m. Okay, no problem. 1 a.m. No, it's okay. But when it's, when it's already 3, p. 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., anxiety will, will kick in because you have to go to work. You have to sleep. So you, you have energy. So I went straight to the, to the psychiatrist at Cardinal Santos. They, they, they diagnosed me with mild depression, with anxiety. I, I took medication, Solop, okay. for serotonin. And then for anxiety, I, they gave me Ribotril for my, for my, to, to make me sleep and relax. And I, I took that. I took Solop for six months with, uh, combined with therapy, of course. And then Ribotril, I, I was controlling. I, I don't want to be addicted to, I always like afraid to drink the reboot trail because I don't want to be addicted because they said it was addictive. But six months, I, 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 I drank six months for, uh, solo for six months because it's the duration for the antidepressant. And then right. after that, I was, I overcome it for two years. 2005, it went back. And then again, six Alex, months. Alex, can yeah. I interrupt? The first time um, it happened, okay, what was uh, going on in your life? Like when you, when you couldn't sleep those two weeks, what else was happening in your life? Was there like a trigger? During, Could you understand? During the, during the time, I was not able to identify what's what's happening. But after the fact, like when I'm when I'm talking right now, I realized subconsciously I was having a guilty feeling with my other family members because I'm the youngest in the family. I have nine siblings. We're poor, and I was the only one who, who make it. Like who, who graduated from college, were working a stable life. Before I entered show business, uh, that was my already my feeling. I was already working in a... After the being a professor, I went to work in Accenture for like seven years as an IT programmer. So I was the one who was a better living condition. Economically, I was like better with my family. And they are, are asking for my help. And every time they're asking for my help, I have to see them outside the village. This gate... I thought subconsciously it was not affecting me, but every time I give, I, I give them money or food and I was like giving them and we were like the boundary of the gates of the yeah. village. I was just giving them and then they have to get the money by just like the bars of the, the gates. I thought it was, not, it was not affecting me and I realized it was. It was like subconsciously I was having a guilty feeling that I was, sure. I was, having, I was having like a, a nice bed an air-conditioned room, three times a day I can eat, I have money. And maybe I was like having a guilty feeling because some some of my family members are suffering. So I'm attributing it to that kind, to that uh, situation. That's why I wasn't able to sleep. From that point, 2005, it went back. 2008, it went back again. And then for 11 years, I did not experience it until... 2019 before the pandemic and the reason the trigger was like health reason i was mm-hmm. having a hard a good time with my career as a stand-up comedian i'm i'm kind of like having a good career with movies and everything and then i did some checkup and there were findings that i thought was like life-threatening because you know and then it was the triggered again for the anxiety and depression and after the result went out that i was okay i drank again for six months 
in fact longer because mm-hmm. i was anticipating the pandemic will <laughs> will going to be a, we're going to have a uh a hit yeah. on my mind. yeah so i stopped at around um last year at around june so i drank for around 8 to 10 months because i don't want to stop during pandemic and then have a uh, yeah. relapse again so right. but my 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 anxiety was like much more stronger the last time because i wasn't able to really sleep and then i immediately go back to my psychiatrist my only problem is sleep. I don't wanna. I don't want. If if one day I will not fall asleep, I will really have a problem. I I will be. It will trigger my anxiety. That that's really it, right? At the end of the day, if something's bothering you, if something deep down you're not even aware of is there and you're not acknowledging it, the first thing that's going to go is your sleep because you're disturbed, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's almost like every time you don't have a good night's sleep, your mind is telling you there's something wrong. There's yeah. something that you have to deal with. So in this sessions with your psychiatrist, Alex, like would you talk about these things? Like did you actually try to understand what was happening? Very quickly before I answer your question, no. um, I was hoping for the other symptoms too, <laughs> for, for the other symptoms because it's better. Like my symptoms was like, I was having a hard time sleeping. Mm. I was uh, having a hard time eating. And there's another opposite side of the symptoms is you're always sleeping and you're always eating. If what if that, if that was my symptoms, life goes on for me. Because, you know, <laughs> I can tolerate the like, because there's also the, the feeling of like loneliness and hopelessness. And I feel that all, also, but I can fight it. What I don't want is like awake at 4 a.m. without somebody to talk to and luckily and, and that was 2003 and and internet was not social media was not yet that yet not yet that big but i was able to research about my condition and to answer your question was um i have a uh, a, a, a movie like imagination of how a psychiatrist room look like where you can lie down like usually in the series the the, the tv series and movie series there's a psychiatrist and there's 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 the couch where you can lie yeah. down and the 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 psychiatrist listening and you're like just looking up the ceiling. It was not like that. It was just like <laughs> an office room. I was sitting okay. like this. It was like a common do- doctor. And I, there's a desk. I was talking to the doctor. And the doctor is, I don't want to mention the name. But I, she let me talk about my problems. She was just listening. I was imagining it was a conversation. But it was more of me. And to be honest, I'm... I don't feel any, I did not feel any help. It was just like, like now talking to you. <laughs> in, fact, you're, in fact, you're much more probing than, than, my, than my psychiatrist. Maybe I, my expectation is too high, no? Pero I was kind of disappointed because it was just like talking. And um, I need some input. I was, I was hoping for some exercises or some, because I was like banking on psychotherapy, more on the medicine. Because I'm I'm really afraid of medicine because I thought it, if, if I drink medicine gonna affect my it's gonna affect my personality or my way of thinking and I, I heard a lot of people having that because I'm a little bit of hypochondriac also that's why as much as possible I follow I follow the the, the prescriptions to the letter and I want to stop where it's the right time to stop that's why I follow it and um, I was just talking about my I was just talking about my situation 
And that's it. I was, and then she was like nodding. In fact, something funny. There's a there's a funny story about it though. So 2003, I was with this lady psychiatrist. She's kind of old, and it was 2003, 2003, 2005, 2008. She was my psychiatrist. So 2019, because I was feeling a little bit different. It was 2019. I searched from the internet the best psychiatrist that they. I was looking. I was searching. So I saw this lady. Was kind of like good reviews, recommendation every everywhere. So I went to that uh, to that psychiatrist just to change psychiatrist, but it's another lady. So, but the problem with this lady is she's her schedule is uh, graveyard, like from 10 p.m. to the following morning 7 a.m. So you can go there 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. So I went there like around 6 a.m. I I was scheduled around 6 a.m. and I was surprised because the Her clinic was the same clinic as my previous psychiatrist. They were sharing. They were they were sharing the same room, and luckily, my my old psychiatrist, which is like I can imagine, it was like 16 years, was out of town, out of the country. So okay. when I when I when I went to the room, I, of course I forgot the room already of my psychiatrist. I was like, oh my god, this is like familiar. And I saw the name of my old psychiatrist, and they, I saw the name of my, my the new psychiatrist. They were sharing the same room. <laughs> ah, okay, um, so I entered. I, I have not. I have no choice. So I entered. It was the same, same treatment, and in fact, it was like worse because she was like falling asleep <laughs> while I was talking. True story. True story. I was like, I, I'm seeing her do, dozing off, and I here I am having a hard time sleeping, and I was like talking about my problem. This is true story. I, I hope I was making this up. I want to say I want to say the names, but I want to protect their you know identity because it's my only experience. So after after going to to her, I did not go back. So I talk again to my old psychiatrist via phone, and I told her I I talked to. This I uh, know to this old to this new psychiatrist and and she and my old psychiatrist like you think the same you think the same I think you still the same you, you still have the same the same condition and you just drink the same and that's why I I I drank the my same medicine Solop which is now a which is a generic brand now which is cheaper because before it was like Solop was like from Pfizer was like hundred fifty hundred fifty pesos a day. Mm. Now you can buy it for fifty pesos. So I I still find funny stuff from from my condition. Yeah. But um, yeah. now I'm not. Being, I'm 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 okay. Again, I I'm using the word ironic. It's ironic because I pandemic. I'm I'm finding more. <laughs> I'm finding I was I I I can survive during pandemic because now I know everyone is suffering the same <laughs> the same yeah. with me. So yeah. I don't feel alone. Yeah, um, more, you actually I'm, feel you actually feel a little normal, maybe because everybody else is going through the similar thing. Yeah. Um. In fact, um, if, if, an, if an asteroid will hit the the Earth, it's I have a better. I will accept better because we're all in this together than me suffering a an, an individual condition. That's uh, during pandemic. I'm I'm much more relaxed and you know I can accept the situation because I know everyone is. I cannot. I don't have to explain myself because now you feel. But Alex, do you realize it's because now, if you're going through it, you can say it's because of the pandemic. You have um, a reason. I, no, no. I I, don't, I I I can sleep. <laughs> I can sleep. I can okay. eat. I'm exercising. I'm really 
there's there's no feeling of like loneliness or hopelessness because during the pandemic I was I'm I have a very positive outlook in life. I I'm I'm doing a lot of online shows. I I'm always on the go. I'm I'm exercising. I'm like I'm looking forward to when things will get back to normal. So I know if I'm 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 depressed or I'm I'm just I'm I'm suffering from anxiety. This is really different. Now I'm Okay. So what I, you're I, saying I is you're normal. not you're not going through depression and anxiety right now. Right now, not right now. Considering it's the most stressful time for everybody else. Yes. You're yes. okay. Yes. And in fact, um I I'm I'm, I'm very busy because if you can see it, my my background, I I design my background. I'm a high an IT background, so I I design my techno te- technical part of my my show. I do a lot of I do a lot of ordering from Lazada and Osha or from Shopee. <laughs> I, I I renovate. I upgraded my home. I renovated my home. I I created my gym. I created a half court. I I designed my place, and um, I'm happy. I'm earning. I'm I'm. I, I just uh, I just went to the to the doctor for my annual physical examination and the results are okay. That's why I'm 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 okay right now and, and I, I want to contain this feeling and and uh, Sanaya I'm not a religious person um but one thing that really changed my uh, my my life was like accidentally was um, when when I was having a hard time sleeping I I I mentioned earlier that I was like doing medis- meditation from. Mm-hmm. I'm listening from Spotify. I, I I uploaded the app, come to listen yes. to meditation, and I I it was it's meditation is like repetitive repetitive words or praise and repetitive action because I learned that depression is being being afraid of what happened in the past, I, being sad or being affected by what happened in the past, and anxiety is concern of what's happening, what's going to happen in the future. So you have to be now. You you meditate to your mindfulness is now. Present. So I was not religious, right? So I don't go to church. I don't I don't pray much. But uh, during the meditation, a friend of mine whose mother gave me this uh, rosary and uh, this this booklet to pray. I didn't. I just accepted it and then I threw it away. <laughs> like I I just like put it in in a in a, in a corner and then I forgot about it. One night I was like having a hard time sleeping. Of course, I'm I'm starting with my medis- med- medication. I saw the 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 the, the glow in the dark rosary. So I, I prayed the rosary just like because it, it was like repetitive. So I was just like praying and I was like so desperate to go to sleep. So I was like praying it and I fell asleep. So every night I was just using the rosary, not to pray, but just to repeat. It was like no, I I have I have self selfish intention just to help me fall asleep you know what i was able to finish the rosary and after praying the rosary for like a couple of weeks just for using it for like to make me sleep i noticed my my life was like getting better yeah swear i I, i'm not religious but my all my projects went through all my it went it's like it fall, it fell into places and it was it's so easy it's like i'm i'm the lucky person in, like there's a project and it will push through there's a inquiry it will push through and then i have online with and my 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 career was getting successful during pandemic so i was <laughs> so i and then one night i prayed the rosary just to thank um i, I don't know who i'm talking to but it's working 
I'm not, I yeah. don't believe that because I don't believe that there's a right God or a right religion. There's, I, right. I always believe there's a God and there's one God. We're just like different. It's like different vehicle going there. Catholic. Yeah. I, I call it, um, I call it the creator, Alex. I'm like yeah. you. I'm not really attached to any religion. And I just believe uh, there's one great powerful energy and we're all connected. Yeah. And Again, I, I I'm not preachy, so I did not tell it to my to my friends. I was just like, I don't know. I was just praying the rosary, and it was like everything is falling falling into places. And I'm praying the rosary not because I was I was believing in the in that concept, but if this is the way to talk to you, or you're I'll appreciating what I'm doing, I'll do it. And then I don't also believe in going to church because I thought I thought because I went to school and I I, I, I learned history that the Spanish use it as a propaganda to, you know, to conquer or to, to, you know, to colonize the Philippines. They used religion, right? So I don't believe in churches. And then I, I went with my family on a Sunday. And then I, I, I prayed the, I prayed the rosary and I prayed. And then I realized the purpose of church. All the churches, different religion. Because of the, the vibe, you know? When you're in a church, it's like more solemn. You're more in... Like, you can, you can dance... In the house, you can pray inside your house, you can dance. But when you go to the disco, dancing is better in disco because there's the there's the feel. So when I went to church, I realized, yeah, you can pray at home, but you can it's better to pray to church because of the, the ambience, the atmosphere. It's like you can more feel it. Focus. Like you, maybe you can me, focus. Yeah, it made me more relaxed. And that's the that's what I did. That's what made me realize about the prayers and meditation. So sometimes when, when things are too fast, I stop. I ask for a massage. I bought a massage here. I have a massager, a massage chair. I have a uh, massage table. So I, I, some, I, once a week, I, I call a, a, a spa service here so to relax. And then while during my planking exercise, I'm praying. So, you know, Alex, um, it's such an interesting story you tell because actually the idea of those, like the rosary, so that's in Christianity. So in the Arab, yeah. in Arabic culture, they also have beads and they also chant the names of, of God with the beads. In the Hindu religion, there's also something called a mala. So it's also beads. And you say, you repeat the name of um, God or something like a mantra 108 times for 108 beads. So it's actually something we have in all religions. And it's also actually an ancient meditation practice. So just going through the beads, okay, and repeating a mantra. And it actually started with the word om which is supposed to be like the very first sound or vibration in the universe. So this is like a practice that goes back. We're talking from the beginning of time. And so I really believe in the power of meditation. I also believe that when we are in that quiet space, whether it takes a church or it takes a meditation room or it takes a temple or wherever someone needs to go to feel comfortable. And there's also a power of group energy. So you've got Everybody else in the same space, also focused, also praying or meditating. And it actually helps you to meditate deeper. So these are techniques that religion has practiced 
a really long time ago, but it wasn't about religion. I think, I think it was, it was the practice of meditation of connecting with yourself. That was really, really important. And I'm, I'm actually so amazed you found that on your own in such a beautiful way. Yeah. I discovered it without really someone telling me. And, um, that's why whenever I tell I tell that story to another person, I'm always I always have a disclaimer that, hey, I'm not going to preach you anything. <laughs> I'm just going to tell my story because it works with me. I don't know what will work for you because sometimes when when we start with with that religious thing, it's kind of put people off. That's why when I'm yeah. when I'm talking about it, I said, hey, it's me. <laughs> it's my <laughs> I discovered this one day, and then it's working for me and um. It's not easy, Sanaya, with, with the anxiety, especially with the anxiety. With the anxiety, it's um, the depression is um, triggering my anxiety, but the anxiety is making my, my life worse because anxiety is like, just imagine like, like you, have a, you have a highway inside your brain, like a lot of cars crossing and you're like panicking. And yeah. and uh, and then controlling it by by meditation at the very beginning it's really hard. In your on your mind, someone is telling you it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So I have to control that. So I was I was lucky. I was able to find that 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 device or that rosary, and it made my life better. It was like I don't know if that's coincident, but <laughs> it's nothing a coincidence. is a, nothing it's a, is a coincidence. Yeah, I don't, but the moment I started praying, it's like I have a joke that they're also like when a person is always praying, it's like a I a a a old customer, and if that if the God is like if that person, for example, a person is you, Sanaya, and you're always praying, and God is it's like a telephone, right? And he sees you calling, that's Sanaya, and. She will, he will ask the angel, don't mind her because she's always calling. She's always calling. It's the same thing. She's always calling. She's our regular customer. So you, it's okay. And then they saw me. <laughs> and God saw me calling. That's the first time Alex Kelly is calling. Can you talk to him? We have to, we have to get that guy. That guy's on the other side already. <laughs> he's, he's going to the, to, the, to, to the other side already. He's calling. Please take care of him. That's a first-time customer. I have a I have a joke that God will take care of you more if you're the first-time caller or you don't so, call often. So <laughs> compared to compared to a lady who's always calling, maybe he also like, oh my God, that's the same girl. He called up yesterday. He called the other day. So it's okay. I'll you talk to Alex. <laughs> you talk to Alex. That's the first time I'm calling. I'm talking to that guy. So, I was, so, so Alex, basically, you have to play hard to get with God. That's what you're saying. <laughs> it's uh, I, basically it's like don't call often. <laughs> call. <laughs> you say thank you often, but you know <laughs> when you have a problem, try to solve it first, and then if you can if you cannot solve it, then try asking God. But first, solve it. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I think though I think though that what's really different about what you did is you found your own way. You weren't just kind of doing what everybody was doing for the sake of it. You did it every step of the way because it helped you and you were completely like committed to it. You were involved in it. You found your own path, you know, and I think that's what made it so effective for you. 
Hey, beautiful people. Before we head on to the rest of the episode, I'm sure some of you are wondering how we collab with brands here in Project Loving Myself. And for that, we use Podmetrics. So if you have a podcast, sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the code Project Loving Myself. That's one word, capital P, capital L, capital M. And in that way, you can help support my show as well. And if you are an advertiser who wants to collab with Project Loving Myself, head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and fill up the form. Again, that's Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Now, Alex, your story reminds me a little bit about uh, something I read. You know, the actor Robin Williams. Yeah. And Robin yes, Williams, yes. you know, he was known for being, uh, he was really funny on screen. I mean, he would make everybody else laugh, but he was struggling with his own inner demons. In particular, he battled with depression before he committed suicide. Now, what are your thoughts about that? Like, do you think being a comedian and part of what you do also makes it more difficult to, you know, because there's that extrovert personality and then there's you alone without the audience and that's probably a very different experience so tell me about that for, for the people listening to to be able to understand the thought process of a comedian we always read we always talk to people we expose ourselves to a lot of sad situation tragic situation because it's our input we need to be more aware of the surroundings and to get the, the feel of the people. We are aware of politics. We are aware of, we are aware of all the news, what's happening, diseases, because we need it as an input because our comedies are output. And the problem of, with that is we also absorb the negative, the negative feelings of that because it's the process of creating jokes. You absorb the negative. You eliminate the negative. You find the funny in that situation, but you, you will pass by <laughs> you will have to pass to that ah sad and some absorb that and it, they don't they cannot like put that away and um, that 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 will that makes us sad i'm not saying everybody i'm just saying i did probably robin williams did and um the problem was like there's a high demand for us to be always funny yeah there's a always uh, high demand when uh, when we are approached by people. Uh, they're always asking for jokes. Um, it's like people an expectation. They expect yeah, you, yeah. almost pressure you to be performing all the time. Yeah, anyway. and it's 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 like they're it's all it's always like getting in the way for us in like for relaxation. Like we get, sometimes we want to be alone and we just want to you know enjoy the moment because of the pressure of making people laugh. We cannot. We cannot do that, and um, that's why I always now I'm I'm always finding a way for that you know time out, at least once or twice a week. And um, now I'm I see to it that I find something funny also. Like I, I watch comedies. I don't watch uh, you know sad movies anymore. I, I I always watch funny movies and everything. And um, I'm, I'm I'm learning to like meditate so that every time I write my materials. I can throw away the trash. Yeah. And uh, wow. yeah. Um, the problem is you cannot, whenever I, some comedians, especially maybe Robin, Robin Williams, like whenever he watch, uh, he, he writes a, a comedy, 
the trash that is included in that comedy, he forgot to throw it away. And that's yeah. it, it accumulated and it, that's, it, that's the result. That's such powerful advice, Alex, that in meditation, we can throw away the trash. And if not meditation, we have to find a way, right? There has to be an outlet for all the junk, all the garbage to exit. Otherwise, that's where it starts to kind of eat us up um, and affect us more deeply. And spe- especially social media right now, it's really, um, I don't know if Robin Williams was, was, what's the impact of social media to him, but I, I, I don't think so. It's another story for Robin Williams. But for now, especially for now, social media where people can easily reach you and easily bash you or tell you bad stuff, you have to really be like, it's either you avoid um, avoid reading it or really just ignore it because that's another another input of trash. Just imagine you're having a good time, you're, you you enjoy your set, people are laughing, but there are always this one or two people who's going to give you negative vibes. And um, it's very hard for social media right now. And um, that's why I have this, I know, I have this uh, formula when when I see bad, bad uh, negative or bashers, I just delete them. Yeah. Block and delete. And I uh, stay with the people who's, who's giving me encouragement. And that's think- also that's also the same with the friends. With friends, um, avoid friends who are, <laughs> who are like, every time you talk to him, there's always a problem. And that problem, will you, you will absorb. You will absorb the problem. Subconsciously, you will absorb the problem. So I have too much, <laughs> I have too much on my plate already. So if you have friends like that, Put a timeout also. Yeah. You know, Alex, do you also think, because um, this is this is my point of view, that for anyone who's a stage performer, in your case, you're a comedian, but other people who are actors, stage performers, you know, they are speaking to an audience. And part of, you know, even musicians, right? Rock stars, you get energy from the audience and it gives you a bit of a high and you perform. And the performance is amazing because it's your energy plus you're riding the wave of the energy of everyone there, right? But at the same time, after the performance, and I've talked to a lot of people in the similar situation where after the performance, you feel sucked dry, you feel drained. And it's almost like the same energy that fed you is the same energy that depletes you. It sucks you dry. And I think this is why a lot of people who are in, you know, they're high profile, right? And Hollywood, you know, even here in the Philippines, every country, whoever is kind of in the public eye has to be very careful of energy management, has to be very careful. And it's not just in social media, but the negative energy from people who are jealous, negative energy of people who um, are judging or sending like bad vibes and bashers, as you mentioned. So there's all of that energy. There's the energy of like how much you're giving to a performance, how much you're giving on stage. There's a lot of things going on there, which I think makes it more difficult, which is why a lot of celebrities, a lot of performers, they go into drugs or they go into depression or they go into these different situations because of their career, because of uh, what they do. I was surprised you 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 bring that up because um, 
that's exactly the the, 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 the thought of all. Speaking for a stand-up comedian, the, the energy after, that's why the, the adrenaline, after a live set, especially, the, I'm, I'm talking about before pandemic scenario of the stand-up comedian where we perform on stage. And then after the, you know, especially when you're doing great, the energy, you know what, how, how long it lasts? It lasts for two to three hours. I'm already at home. And I can still feel the adrenaline, the energy, and it's I can sleep, but that's a that's a good that's a good sign of not sleeping because because of the adrenaline. But it's an addictive feeling. It's an addictive feeling that you want to get over and over again. And if you don't get that feeling, it's kind of like you feel like you're useless. Mm. You're losing your popularity. That's why, in my case. I always find a job that will put me back into, into earth, that will put my feet on the ground. That's why I all, I'm also a writer. And I write for big celebrities. And I write for TV shows where they treat me as a writer, where I hold the idiot board and where <laughs> celebrities ask me to, Alex, can you create a joke? And then... A scenario is like this. I, I work for Showtime where Bias Ganda and, and these celebrities work. I write for them. I'm off camera. But I also have my own career. Which I'm quite like semi-celebrity. So the people watching are quite surprised because they see me holding and then working for this artist. And they will tell me, Alex, what? <laughs> I, can I ask for a picture? And then, wait, wait, I'm just, I'm, I'm holding this agent word. <laughs> and it helped me a lot. It helped me a lot. Why? Because it put balance. You have to put balance. Like, I always believe that I'm only, um, I'm popular here. But after that, I'm ac- I, ac- I accept the fact that I'm not, popular other <laughs> somewhere else and there's yeah. some some people who are popular than me and some people are i'm more popular it's just a pecking order and um this is all all fleeting and if, if, if i'm feeling that i'm losing this um, aspect i'm i'm going to find another way to you know sustain that sustain that um energy in fact online this online is really teaching us another thing because performing online we are, we don't have the that energy we cannot feel the energy from the people because it's online and it's like another kind of like training grounds for stand up comedian where you can where you perform just by using your own energy without expecting anything any energy from external and then you finish the the set you close the computer and you're back at home and it's like Pandemic is teaching us like everything is like temporary, <laughs> and it's just making us like the process faster. That's that's I, I'm always uh, explaining it to people who's watching me. The the, the difference between online stand up is I'm performing right now. I cannot feel your energy, so my energy is like going out, going out, and then after this, when I turn this off, it's back to normal for me. There's not no adrenaline and everything, and it's kind of helping us. Like, it's kind of like teaching us or how to like turn off our. Right. So it's giving, it's like boundaries. You now have boundaries with the audience, but then does it affect your performance? Is it harder to perform that way? We, I adapted. <laughs> I, before I, I listened, because laughter is the rhythm, right? Laughter is the rhythm. Mm. You joke, they laugh. It's like a music 
But now I'm I'm if if, if audio is not allowed, I depend on video. I, I all I need is like them move like this, and that's my <laughs> cue. And that's my rhythm. And um, if audio is allowed, because if audio is allowed online, it's kind of disrupting the performance. So I don't usually encourage the laughter. I just want to see a video. If no video and audio is allowed, and now I can hear my pure joke, meaning I can I can perform my joke within. I'm just imagining it in my head. It's just another training. It's like I'm imagining you're laughing at me right now, and then when I when I hear it, when I when I play it back, that's my purest performance. That's my like like my purest performance and. <laughs> unaffected by external and that's my pure stand-up comedy performance you know Alex it takes a very healthy mindset to see the good in every challenge to see the the positive and I, I uh, really have to recognize that you've been able to do that you know it's not an easy situation to be telling jokes when you can't hear people laugh you know but um i i love what you said that you're learning something new it's training yeah. you which yeah. i think is really important i also liked what you said about grounding right you talked about how there has to be balance so you might be a big celebrity but then you have to do things that bring you back to ground because the higher you are the bigger the fall. Yeah. But if you find a way to touch down every now and then, then it's not going to be a fall, right? You're going to be yeah. able to ground before you go up again. Correct. So I think um, these in, are- in, my, in my 10 years career, uh, Sanea, um, if I'm only depending on my stand-up or my on-come, on-come I will be a has-been long time ago. I, <laughs> meaning I was like, it will be like, go back to the corporate world because I will have given up on show business. But I found a, a formula in show business when you're not doing well on cam, I find something off cam. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I'm a producer. And then when there's an opportunity on cam, I go back. And then I will be like, there's a career again on cam for like a couple of years. And then when there's no opportunity, I go back off cam. And then there's always stand up. There's always stand up, like stand up is the, is like the the constant, and my showbiz career, it's like up and down, up and down, up and down, and I was able to like, just float because of that flexibility. I I can do on come when there's no opportunity. I can write. I can direct. So I, I I was able to get the balance and to be able to like maintain that level um like i i don't feel like i'm so popular here you have to treat me on the other i know where where i'm where i stand i might be popular in stand-up but i know as a writer as a writer i'm just like your staff so (laughs) i can yeah yeah so you go with the flow alex right you're not stuck anywhere or attached to anything you're just going with the flow yes yes amazing now alex i've read you say things like it makes you really happy to make other people laugh. You know, you're giving them relief, respite from whatever's going on in their life. And you've also said comedy saved your life. So do you really believe that laughter is like a great medicine? Laughter is the best medicine. What do you think of that? Yes, because, you know, um, if I'm, I'm suffering from depression and anxiety and my, my also my, my help is to, uh, to find people who can make me laugh. So, 
I can feel firsthand the need of the people to laugh because I can feel it when I when I'm depressed and I'm having anxiety. I need someone to distract me. I need I need someone to make me laugh. That's why I can say that laughter is really helping because during my anxiety and depression, I was really watching a lot of comedy films, and it was like it's not it's not saying that it's curing me, but it's like making me reach from making me you know making life bearable. So I know when I'm performing and people are laughing, I know in a way I'm helping them also, especially during the pandemic. That's why during the pandemic last year, I started at 6 o'clock in the evening to 7 o'clock in the evening, my own Facebook Live, which I don't usually do. And there's no money in it. Every day, 6 to 7 p.m., I perform in uh, in my Facebook Live page without pay. Why? Because why six o'clock? I want to. I want it to be the same time with the news. I don't want people to watch the news, so I perform during the time of the news, six to seven, and I was targeting people because during the the lockdown last year, the ECQ, the total lockdown. I know somewhere there's a person watching with not in an open house or like with windows. I know somewhere in Dubai, somewhere in the US, somewhere in the province, there's someone watching with no windows, you know, feeling they're, they're like um, separated from society. And yeah. a lot of people messages, uh, send, sent me a message saying that they, I helped them with the, during the pandemic because they made, they made me, they, I made them laugh. So, that's for me was like satisf- satisfaction enough because I did it like for four months during the the total lockdown. I, I stopped yeah. at six o'clock. I have to perform this. It's like a like a, that's like my donation or like my help to the to the society every six o'clock to seven p.m. And you know what? The result of that, I became popular online. <laughs> I, I was not, I wasn't thinking of that. That effect, I was just making people, I know somewhere, if there's a person depressed somewhere and they see me and I made them laugh, I help that people. And that was my primary target. And the, 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 other, the other result of that was I did a lot of online corporate shows. Yeah. Some, you know, yeah. I, the, the universe is always listening. So when you're doing something to help others or be in service of others, I do believe it comes back to you tenfold in a yeah. positive way. You know, Sayaya, I, I started, I, you know, Sayaya, I started with a cell phone. I started with a cell phone. You're seeing what you're seeing right now. It was like, this is not, I, 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 I was like, I remember I was praying the rosary and things get better. You know, right. I, I was, this floor, this floor, during the pandemic, I don't know what happened to me. I renovated my house. I spent like millions without me knowing where to get the money. <laughs> I spent millions. I don't know why. I I, I asked the I, I, I added two more uh, internet providers. I have three internet providers and I added second floor. And I, I, I designed it as like opened. I don't know why. And my wife was like nagging me. What are you doing? It's pandemic. Why are you spending? And because you, you know why, why I'm spending, why I'm asking, why I'm doing a lot of renovation? Because I was helping my neighbors. I don't want to give them like doll out because when you give people doll out, sometimes they, uh, their, their self-confidence, uh, self-confidence is suffering also. So what I, what I did was I, 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 I hired the people around us because I live in a kind of like a middle class um, 
to poor neighborhood. So instead of giving them like charity, I asked them, do you want to work? I want to extend my, 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 my wall, even though I don't need it because I, I have extra money that time. I, I, I made my wall higher. I just asked people to work for me and, and they're working with dignity and, they thought I really need it. Oh, thank you for, for helping me with the wall. Thank you for helping me with the basketball court. In fact, I don't need that because I need them to save the money. But I don't know what happened to me. I started renovating. And then all of a sudden, this place became my online online space. And I have three internet providers. I have, I have a, 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 a place to perform online. And you know what? During November, December, January... I have seven online shows a day. Wow. Like seven online shows a day. I earn a lot of, and then, and I, I was like talking to my wife, you know, when you're like, I told you so, you know, <laughs> I told you so. And I spend a lot of money renovating this place, asking people to work with me. And then now I'm done. I, 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 I have no more debt. I have, I have I paid a lot of my loans because of this, and I have I have saved more money because of what ha- what happened. And I have a basketball court where I can do my exercise. I have my gym where, because we cannot go out. I, t- I I told my wife, see, we need a gym and a basketball. My kids doesn't have to go out. Don't have to. Go. They have to play. They can play inside our our. We did not foresee this. I thought it was just three months the pandemic, and now we're we're in and when one year. This is like this is an empty room when I started my six to seven Facebook Live. I'm just using cell phone, and now this is like high tech. <laughs> I have a I have an audio setup. I have a <laughs> I have my my background at night. This is like full full. <laughs> there's lights, and it's <laughs> so. I'm very I'm 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 very thankful because somebody guided me to do the right thing and. Because maybe, maybe I'm doing the right thing also during the pandemic. And I'm just maybe um, reaping what I saw. And um, you know, I'm very Alex, that's such a beautiful, such an inspiring story. Um, I hope everyone who's listening, you know, really understood. Like, here he is doing something with no expectation, no idea what's the outcome. You were just doing it to make people laugh, to make people happy. And the kind of flow and abundance that came back to you, I mean, that is just so beautiful. And thank you, Alex, for actually sharing that. I think So that they can have an idea, okay? My Mm. wall, (laughs) my wall, because I live in South Signal Village, Tagig, so they, they they know that the neighborhood is not that, that that good. My wall is already a la- around ten feet. Okay, my wall is around ten feet already, ten to twelve feet. I I told my wife, maybe we can add two more hollow blocks. Why? So that we can get people to work. Why? So that they have jobs while during the pandemic. Why? I just I don't know. I just want to help them. So I added two layers of hollow blocks. And then I said, maybe we should ask them to repaint our walls. Why? I just want to put white. I don't want to explain it to my wife. I just, but deep inside, I want to give them work instead of giving them food. Because sometimes if you give food to people, it it will be okay for that day only. But I, 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 I gave them like 500 a day. And there are four workers, like 2,000. I'm like 
spending 2000 without me knowing where to get the the income because there's pandemic i have no stand up comedy shows but after the, that was completed i would like to renovate my basketball court i want to put a basketball court here because there's so many grass there's snakes let put cement and then i ask people to work again another set of people work with me let put let's replace the ceiling the roof and then i renovated the house my wife was like oh my god alex i had loans for 2 million 2 million without me knowing where to get that because i don't have job either but you know what i was like there's what there's like gut feeling and at 6 to 7 i was like performing i was making people laugh hi guys from from ano from taiwan uh, how are you oh my god alex thank you for always performing i'm always waiting for 6 to 7 because i cannot go out and like we, we are not allowed to get out i'm just alone here in my room there's no window And that's exactly what my target audience is. I'm looking for people outside the Philippines without their relatives, alone, pandemic, virus all around. You cannot go out. Let me make you laugh for one hour. And this is what happened. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Alex, I am so inspired by you. Really. <laughs> It's such an important lesson for all of us to, to learn from. Um, with that, Alex, I want to thank you so much for this wonderful conversation that we have. Um, I know I learned a lot about you. I learned, uh, I had a lot of ideas before I came into the conversation and talking to you really helped me to understand it better. And I think you also have helped a lot of our listeners who are asking similar questions in their own lives. Now, Alex, before we end the episode, um, I like to ask my guests for their project loving myself mantra. Like some kind of advice or something about um, life that you want to share with them. What would you like to say to our listeners? There's always something funny around. There o- there's always something you can laugh about. Even the, the very si- serious situation, there's always something funny. Look for that funny. And if you can find that funny, you can survive. Yeah, that's that's my tip. That's uh, that's uh, how I survive. That's how, how I really survive this, during this I, pandemic. I love it, Alex. It's as simple as look for the funny. Yeah, look for the funny. Love it. Thank you, Alex. Again, can you share your socials, Alex? Where do people find you? How do they watch more of what you have to offer? If you can uh, share, and also yeah, about yeah. your podcast. Yeah, yeah. My my podcast is like Punchline with Alex Calier, also with the uh, um, Podcast Network Asia. You can uh, every Monday there's a new episode. I'm, it's all about comedy. I'm interviewing people, and uh, it will end into comedy. So that's it. That's uh, that's my comedy. And if you want to watch my YouTube cha- channel, is Alex Calier. Huh? And um, I have shows um, online. You have you just have to pay online. www.tickettome.com, and you can watch via Zoom. One ticket you can watch with families. I don't care. <laughs> you just share computer. And um, it's uh, isn't it funny with Brad Pitt, um, Isco Salvador, and Ryan Rems Sarita, March 26, 8 p.m. via Zoom. You can. It's like this. I'm just performing like this, but um, new jokes and uh, new new situations during pandemic. And I do a workshop, humor me workshop, uh, where I teach how you how to be funny and how to create jokes where you can use it in your speech and public speaking, or if you can use it to say a job more. Or if you want to be an open uh, uh, stand up comedian, you can attend my workshop. 
March 27, 2 to 6 p.m. Alex Calier, 1007 at yahoo.com. Again, Alex Calier, 1007 at yahoo.com uh, so that you can know how to register. And uh, my social media is Alex Calier, 1007. Thank you, Sanaya, for inviting me here. Thank you. I'm, um, thank you also because this is the first time my wife is allowing me to talk to another woman um, <laughs> legally. <laughs> and a beautiful, gorgeous woman legally. And she allowed me to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, Alex, you know, your Humor Me workshop, I think I need it because I'm always telling, like, I'm always telling my, uh, my team that I'm just not a funny person. Like, I just... You know, I don't land jokes well. Um, I'm a good, you know, I can speak and I can communicate really well, but I'm just not funny. So I think I need your workshop. Yeah, but, um, gonna, the, you know, and the pressure is lower if you're not going to be a stand-up. Because some people attend my workshop to be stand-up comedian and the pressure is higher because you're expected to make people laugh. But some people who attend my workshop are uh, who attend my workshop are just there for like, they use it, they want to eject it to their speech. So the pressure is lower because... People don't expect you to make jokes, but then when you, they hear a joke from you, it's an added bonus. So yeah. if the joke does not work, life goes on because you're you're there for speech. So a lot of people, it's my 11th batch already. So wow, it's working. And some uh, housewives are attending also, and some are just attending because they want to see me. They want to make they want to make me. They, I want they want to laugh because my my workshop is like. A four-hour stand-up comedy workshop <laughs> while teaching, and it's like full of laughters. And some of my my some of my comments are, um, I learn and then I I laugh all through all throughout the seminar. So it's a it's a good experience to everyone. So please attend. Thank you, thank you again, Alex. Thank you. So what can you do to bring more laughter into your life? Listen to your favorite comedian. Watch a funny show. A couple of friends of mine were watching comedy shows on YouTube throughout the entire pandemic. And just like Alex said, I mean, there were people all over the world who were just looking for that one hour of laughter. You can spend more time with funny people. You can practice laughter therapy or even laughter yoga. So apparently forced laughter is just as effective in releasing feel-good hormones as is genuine laughter. So laugh at yourself. Laugh at your mistakes, laugh at your own stories, and share these stories with others and be silly about it. I do believe that if we take life lightly, if we laugh more, we're just going to be happier, we're going to be more grounded, and we're going to live better lives. So let me know what you think of this. Share your thoughts about this episode on Facebook and Insta stories, and tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast, and tag me too, at Sanaya Gurnamal. Our Project Loving Myself quote this week is, Laughter is the shortest distance between two people. And that's by Victor Borge. I also love what Alex said, which is, Self-love is the best relationship because you'll never break up. Okay, so that's kind of like my secondary Project Loving Myself quote, which is something Alex said on the show today. Now, thank you for putting a smile on my face this week on the Project Loving Myself podcast as we share this space with each other. Now, remember, you are loved. And this podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia, powered by Podmetrics. 
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 